Welcome to Sustainable 231. Welcome yourself all to Sustainable 231, my magnificent chum. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we all? Yes. All about people and the planet, and why, despite everything being Norse, we can still have a chuckle about it every now and then, yes? Yes. And what are we going to be having a little think and a little learn and a little chuckle about this week, then? Well, Dave, imagine for a second that you suspected me of pretending to be interested in something you were saying. And I know you can't really imagine that because I'm always, always interested. Tough ask. And you accuse me of such uh, falsehood. And I said, what? Me feign interest in in what we're talking about. Me feign feign interest in, in, in what you're talking about. No, Dave. No, no, no. You get the picture. Or, you know... The other thing I did want to say at this point oh is that God. some drugs aren't what they used to be, Dave. Right. Uh, in particular, meth ain't what it used to be. Right. Me- methane. Yes. Meth ain't what it used to be. I have two questions and observations for you at this point. Firstly, are we talking about methane? Yeah. Yeah, good. Secondly, have you done that because you were so personally stung by the criticism on Twitter of Friends of the Babel, Leo Murray and Griffin Carpenter about how terrible your puns were? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I was was genuinely lying awake at night last night thinking I need to say something better than last week because they were right. The reason that I was stung is because even as we did it last week, I was like... Ah, oh, this feels a bit like we're phoning it in. Now, listen, there is a cop going on, right? Yeah. And we're going to be talking about one of the things that has been talked about at it. But frankly, we are recording this on Thursday evening, UK time. By the time you listen to this, it will be the very earliest Sunday evening, UK time. So much is going to happen. Uh, so much has happened like today. That we're not going to try and do all the stuff that's happened at COP. We just want to talk about one of the things because it's a thing that we haven't talked about before, right? And that is methane. Right. What right. is it? Why is it important? Is it a good news that they've said they're going to stop it? Have they said they're going to stop it? Are we all saved? And what's the science behind all of this? Anyway, so that's coming what we're from your favourite science podcast, of indeed. Yes, currently flirting with the top sixty at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it's almost like what happened was we climbed up the science podcast charts and iTunes did something about it. It's almost like it's almost like that. So someone actually listened and yeah, went someone went, oh a nice science <laughs> podcast I haven't heard of. And then wrote to iTunes. I'm gonna have to science the shit out of this. Yes, right, just the usual disclaimers. Um we are a science podcast is the first one. Uh, we also work for environment charities uh, and these are very much our own views, not the views of those who employ us. So if you've got any beef uh, with what we say, just take it up. Beef with us. Beef or cows make beef and cows make methane. So there we are. There we go. That's a nice, yeah, that's so a nice little link. Any methane beefy beef, uh, take it up with us. Don't take it up with the people who pay us money to be serious. Uh, the only other thing is you can see us, as in yes. me and him, live, mm. Mm. unedited, mm. Um, <laughs> which is scary, Yes. Uh, on the 9th of December talking all about that nuclear we are going to be doing a q and a with the makers of a rather splendid film called the atom a love affair uh and it's on the 9th of december it's at 7 30 you can get there for eight squid eight english pounds and for the price of that you also get to watch this film 
uh, you'll get a special linky link where you can watch the film at any point during the course of the week. Now, if you are one of our magnificent patrons, what gives us money by Patreon, you get to do it not for eight quid, but for four quid. And you can find out how to do all of those things by looking in the show notes or the occasional tweet and Facebook thing, which I realised I didn't do anything about during the last week. But this week, it's going to be wall-to-wall promo. Reasons to be cheerful. So, reasons to be cheerful. Now you'll have noticed that the end of the world is trundling along at an alarming pace. Um, but, 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 it's just possible that we might have found a way to delay the end of the world a little bit. <laughs> Do you want to tell the class how, Dave? Yeah, so there is... A COP going on. A COP is a massive climate shindig. It's happening in Glasgow in the UK. And one of the things what it announced was this. And together with the European Union, we're launching a global methane pledge to collectively reduce methane emissions, one of the most potent greenhouse gases, by at least 30% by the end of the decade. More than 70 countries... Yes, yeah, so as you support. just heard, there is an announcement. We have an announcement. Not Dave and I. Oh, um, that's a shame. I hope we might have our, our babble baby. Can I have one of mine? <laughs> I don't want one of yours. You'll sound like a nightmare. I want my own. I want us to <laughs> oh, have a nice... Oh, they'd be fine. Would they be perfect, would they? My ones would be absolute little cherubs. Absolute little cherubs. No one would wake up and be sick on me or whatever it was, all the horrible stuff happened to you. Or What else? What's happened this week? What's happened this week? Nothing. perfect. Leave them fine. alone. Stop being so horrible about my children. You're you always horrible it? about my children. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Right. What is going on? Yes, look, we have an announcement. Not me and Dave. You know, Joe Biden, people humanity. like that. Humanity. humanity has got there is news for humanity which is but you're screwed that we're screwed but not as fast as we might have thought because hundreds of countries i think it literally is over 100 countries have mm. now signed up to this thing which is saying that they are collectively promising to cut methane emissions oh hang on I'm playing the sexy methane emissions music yeah play it play it by 30% Oh, hang on, I'm ramping up the sexy methane emissions music. Not too much, don't go too soon, don't peak too early. Uh, based on 2020 levels, by 2030. Woof, woof! <laughs> well, what do you think? That's soon! Huh? That's now, good! Now. That sounds good! This is good. Now, some scientists, and mm. I must stress, and not all... Uh, some scientists think that if this is actually implemented, if they do what they say they're going to do, big if, that could help the world avoid 0.3 degrees C of warming by 2040. Now, look, that might sound like a small number. Sounds like a boring number. It's definitely a dull number. I, I don't dispute that for a second. But Fine. it is... Very much in the category of dull and important. Right. Um, if if we can in, in your get, wheelhouse, then no, <laughs> if we can get 0.3 degrees less warming by 2040 because of this thing, or by anything, but because of this thing, that is like a big, big, big thing. 
It's a big deal. That's like millions of people's lives being better than it would have been otherwise. So this is significant. Now, we're going to come in a minute to all of the heavy lifting that the word if was doing in what you just said there. Yeah. If this does what it says it's going to do. We're going to talk yeah. about all of that. But first of all, right, we did actually talk about this a bit back in episode 228 of when we talked a bit about the cop and we did in passing mention that this was a thing, I think. Yeah, I think we um, did, yeah. Because that's right, because they sort of started working it up in September, didn't they? Because it's not yeah. a new thing. They, this is one of those things, just like a lot of the stuff, what has come out of the cop that actually you know, was agreed ages and is now being unveiled, right? But what we didn't really talk about and have never really talked about on the babble is like methane and why you want to cut it, if you want to cut it, etc. So what I thought we would do is call up our resident gas expert, <laughs> Big Dave. Um, the gas who knows man. more about more about different sorts of gases than you or I do, that's for sure. Um, and asked him, and I thought I'd just say to him, Big Dave, can you explain to the class, i.e. me and Ol, why everyone thinks getting rid of methane is a good idea. So, methane is a greenhouse gas, just like CO2. Any atmospheric gas that absorbs and emits energy in the thermal infrared band is a greenhouse gas. Technically, that even includes water vapour as well. Now, methane is very good at it but it decomposes over time. So saying how powerful a greenhouse gas depends on what time period you're talking about. You can describe the global warming potential of a gas over a time period. If you take a 20 year time period, an amount of methane is about 84 times more impactful than the same amount of CO2. However, methane decomposes faster. So over a 100-year time frame, it's only 28 times more impactful. Now, you could have read all of that on Wikipedia, but I guess it was easier to call me. Well, yeah, well, yes. Big Dave. Yes, Big Dave. We could have got that off Wikipedia. In fact, we basically did get that off Wikipedia. And seeing as you've adopted this tone... Big Dave. Oh, hello. Are we about to it's lose Big Dave? It's worth noting that you didn't really answer the question that we studying well asked. Oh, yeah. We did ask Big Dave a different question, which he said he didn't know the answer to. And we should uh, we should also look up on Wikipedia, which is the question like, and this is a bit like, can you write in if you are out there and you know the answer to this with the answer to the following question. But remember, help us. We are thick, right? Remember, we are thick. I want the proper Duplo version of the answer to this question, right? I understand what Big Dave said there. In the same way as I understand lots of stuff, which is I get it and I, I someone tells me and I go, right, okay, I understand that. Which is that methane warms the planet a lot more in the short term than carbon dioxide does. So the fact that there is loads more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere doesn't mitigate the fact that a small amount of methane in the atmosphere, relatively speaking, can warm planet a lot. Yes, but what I don't understand, and I don't think we should try and guess this, unless you want to have a go, is why. Like, what is it? What is a methane? Right? So let's imagine for a second... What is a had, methane molecule? What is a methane molecule? And why is it worse than a carbon dioxide molecule? Is that a molecule? Is that a thing? One of those. But maybe 
maybe a methane molecule is made out of like fleeces or wood-burning stoves or something. Maybe methane molecules are on fire. No, hang on, they're, they're not hot, they're just kind of really good insulators. Maybe methane molecules are made out of loft insulation. And, <laughs> well, or, I think or that... loft insulation from the last like 10 years and carbon dioxide molecules are made out of like early 1.0 loft insulation that was a bit of shit. I mean, I assume that is actually basically it. Oh, thanks very much. That is basically... Put like... us back on the science podcast list yeah you put us back on the science we're on there we're just put us back higher higher Uh, higher higher um i assume that's basically i assume it's thicker basically i mean i don't really understand from a material science point of view why wearing a fleece keeps you warmer than wearing a long sleeve t-shirt like apart from i understand that it's thicker i couldn't tell you why but i assume it's just like thicker but it traps more of your heat doesn't it it's not like these things are inherently worn themselves they they just trap your heat (sighs) so like if you wore a bin liner it would, it would trap a lot of heat and a lot of sweat, and that would be lovely. Um, I think the problem is I don't really understand what a molecule is, but I, I think probably that's one for the pub, isn't it? Go <laughs> right in and explain to me, please, what a molecule is and why one of them is warmer than another one. Thank you. <laughs> so now that we've cleared that up for everyone... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the numbers here, I just, just want to kind of reflect on the numbers because Big Dave oh, okay. trotted it off. And he said yes. something like 84 times more warming from a methane molecule than a carbon dioxide molecule <sighs> in a 20-year, if you're looking at a 20-year right. timescale. And, well, and which, that is... Let, let's look at a 20-year timescale yes. because 20 years from now, if we haven't sorted this out, we are toast, right? And that's the thing which is good about what has, has happened uh, in the last few years is that people have stopped talking only about like a hundred year time scale, 200 year time scale. I'll be like, oh, by the end of the next century, if we don't do this, it's like, sod off. No one cares about the end of the next century. Like, let's, well, they do, but you know what I mean. Let's sort, it, let's sort it out. And so now the people really are looking at, oh, well, uh, we sort of need to have this sorted within the next 20 years. It's like, oh, right. In that case, methane is an absolutely sodding, galumphing great problem. So deal with it. However, 84 times more, that's, because you know, like double, double yeah. is a lot more. If I'm if I'm hitting you in the face, well, this is, that's not a nice example. Okay, all right. No, it's a bad example because I would never do that. Well, okay, let's say the babble Christmas drinks have gone right. badly. Right. What started off? <laughs> what started off as a well-intentioned bit of kind of light ribbing with a B. Um, <laughs> not- <laughs> Has, turned, has morphed into something a bit more sinister. We, we're we questioning each other's motives, and now I'm slapping you, okay? Right. Right. Ow. And I quite... Because we've had a shandy more than we should have done, I'm slapping you as hard as I can, as I can right? That is right. 100% my, my slapping ability right there. Right. And then someone says, double it. And wow. this is when it starts to, you know, hurt, might probably. Even, I might, well, I might feel that one. You might even feel it. <laughs> but then imagine someone says, now do it 84 times harder. Like, that's... Oh, I can't... It'll take your head off. It's, it would. I'd sort of vaporise your head the moment I touched it. Well, you said, you said this. It's like, we do lose sight of how much more of something, something that is a lot more of something is. Like, yeah. um, is, is, if I said to you, hey, Ol, uh, you're feeling a bit cold, put on a coat... And then I said to you, hey, Ol, you're feeling a bit cold. Put on 84 coats. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd notice that, right? I would notice or if, that. I, or if I said to you, um, hey, Ol, would you like to have a cat sit on your lap? You said, yes, that would be nice. And then I put 84 cats on your lap. <laughs> Less nice. Today's yeah. fish is trout a la creme. Enjoy your meal. Fish! Today's fish is trout a la creme. Enjoy your meal. And a thing that Big Dave didn't say, so methane is, because of the fact that there's less of it, like, as a proportion of the gases we spit out, but those gases... But but it is much, much, much more problematic when it's there. One third of all of the warming that humans are responsible for is off of methane emissions that we are, like, putting out there. One third of it. So it is a massive thing, and that is going up, right? Which which does kind of make you question why on earth there hasn't been more attention on it but well we'll we come to that there are there are reasons because a lot of the things what you have to do to stop it are a little bit controversial if right. you are for example an inhoff uh we we now have a thorough and profound scientific understanding of encyclopedic uh of what methane is shall we talk a little bit about where methane comes from what yes. is being done to what, by whom, that results in methane going up in the air when it shouldn't? Well, there is uh, a lot of words written about this, some of which are quite complicated. A lot of numbers and a lot of different graphs. When looking into this, I found, was it like three different authoritative estimates of methane and where it comes from, and they may all be saying the same thing, but it's all very confusing because sometimes it, it, they're counting methane that comes off, like that's come that humans are doing, and then like that's only half of the methane, and the rest of the methane is coming off things like bogs and just naturally decomposing shit. Yeah. Um, so the thing yes. I don't recommend you do is mm. Google pie charts of sources, global sources of methane. Because I thought that would be simple. That would just show me in my simple brain exactly where it's all coming from in a pie chart. And there's about a million different variations of those pie right. charts. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like there is consensus. However, however, what is what? Well, yeah, the, let's put aside the stuff that is coming from the earth and has been coming from the earth and like just happens like wetlands. Vegetation rotting down in wetlands releases methane. Let's just leave that because that's fine. Right. That's nature doing nature. Just leave it alone. There is a bunch of stuff which humans are doing. And about 95% of that stuff, what humans are doing, is reckoned to be three things. One is agriculture. Right. In what way? Well, we think <laughs> mainly that's poo... <laughs> And fart. And so uh, emissions from manure and something called enteric fermentation, which I think is burping. That's farting. I think think both ends are a problem, aren't they? I mean, that to me suggests. Burpy cows and burpy cows and cows. cow's tummy coming out one end of cow. Right. I think that's the what I'm going to have to look at that now. You carry on. The essence of the problem is that there is a load of animals, which are nice. We like animals. It's not the moo cow's fault. But there are, there are a lot of them what are around because they're being bred to be put into your burgers, yum yum. And when they are alive, they produce a lot of methane on account of the fact they've got like all them stomachs. What are like 
by digesting stuff, grass and things, right? So they are like yeah. hyper, hyper speedy little versions of what happens when you leave something in nature to rot as they do it in their tummy. So yeah, 40%, according to the United Nations, of all of the human-caused methane is off of agriculture. 35%, have you found out what enteric fermentation is yet? Oh, uh, Wikipedia is just too complicated. But yes, essentially, it's the thing that goes on in cows and other ruminant stomachs to break down carbohydrates is what it says, and, and it's a big factor in methane emissions. OK, one last time. These are small, but the ones out there are far away. <laughs> thing you have to do something about, number one, is all the cows. That's tricky, we'll come to that. Thing you have to do something about, number two, 35% of methane emissions off of humans is fossil fuels. Oh. Now, confusing, because now, everyone, everyone's yes. like, hang on a minute, fossil fuels, I thought burning fossil fuels gives you carbon dioxide. Isn't that the thing? Isn't that the thing that we've all been getting upset about? And it is the thing. However, as far as I understand it, a lot of the time when you suck or, or allow uh, fossil fuels to burst forth out of the ground, what you also get is a bit of leakage, Dave. And as you get older, leakage must be a thing which becomes increasingly familiar to you. So you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, and so, with the response. Yeah, <laughs> you, get, you get things coming out which you didn't intend to get out. And when you're drill, drilling for oil and uh, um, natural gas, as it is... Uh, natural you get, gas? Natural? Yeah, fossil well, gas, the, Hang sorry. on a minute. Fossil gas, fossil gas. All right, all Thank right, all you. right. All right. Uh, you get you get leakage, leakage of methane. It gets uh, it comes out, and they're increasingly so as- aware that this is actually a big deal. So, 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 hang on. So, right, okay. Just to get this clear in my tiny little brain. So, when I go after I've done this babble, I'm going to go make something on the hob. Going to make my pasta, and I'm going to put the gas on, and gas is going to come out, and I'm going to set fire to it and make my water warm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that is that methane coming out yes. of that pipe? Yes. Right. So I think it's a mix, I, I think there is some other stuff mixed in with it, but it is mainly methane. Yeah. Right. So that is that. But we're not count because it's being mostly burned. If I if I went and put the gas on and then went away for half an hour, apart from that being a very bad sort of life. Don't choice, do that. Don't do that. But if but if I did that, what I would be doing is just putting methane into the atmosphere. Right. Yeah, if, if you didn't light it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't do that. Okay, no, that's, there were like I'm episodes so- of The Bill where people do that. Or Casualty. There's, I thought oh, we were man. a science podcast. Aren't we supposed to do experiments? Please don't do that. Okay. Please I won't do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to do that. Don't I'm just really worried that now you've said it, your brain is going <laughs> to do it. Um, but... Uh, and, and essentially, that's what we're talking about here, is that like when you get methane out of the ground, when you yep. are a fossil fuel company, if every last drop of it went straight into your methane pots and then you put it in straight into Dave's house, then great, no problem. But because every last drop of it doesn't, because the entire thing is run by shysters and no one gaffer tapes things up properly, it all leaks out. Or it is deliberately vented because there's too much of it or something at the end of the day. Right? Yeah, definitely, or, don't, or, definitely don't understand the venting thing, but I know it is a... If, I suppose if you're trying to get oil and you've or got... Or coal. And you, we talked coal. about this with yeah. friend of coal. the babble, Alice coal. Bell, in episode 220. We talked about venting of coal gas um, and how that's the thing. When you, when you get coal, you get gas out of it and you've got to put that gas somewhere. Yes, precisely. Okay, so we're clear. Gas comes out of ground, is mainly methane. Um, even when I think you were trying to just get that gas, because natural gas, as they call it, fossil gas, as we call it, is predominantly methane. It's 
it's some of the stuff, but it's predominantly methane. But I think even in the process of sucking that out of the ground, you lose some. Um, oh, oh, your hands up. No, I just, I, it's one that I've, I want to just clarify that the thing I have just, just entered my little brain is a correct thing to think, right? Okay. You said a thing. Yes. And you were right, which is that when people think about fossil fuels and greenhouse gases, they mostly think about pollution coming out the end of a car because you have burned some fuel or yes. stuff like that. What happens yes. when you burn it, right? But A, methane is a third of warming that humans are causing is down to the methane that we emit, right? Yes. And yes. a third of that is due to not the burning of fossil fuels but the production of fossil fuels yes. and that methane just slipping out the side. Yes. So it's like a massive deal. It's like yes. a massive part. This, this thing yes. about like just how you get this stuff out of the ground yes. is a massive deal. And a lot of it, because uh, th- this as a proportion of the problem has increased a lot recently and scientists say that that is down to the big fracking boom uh. in America. Go and look at all of our early episodes. Episode uh, two, to, for example. Yeah. Don't about. listen to episode two. Don't please in the name of all of this holy do not actually listen to episode two but you know find a transcript of it or something and we talk about fracking a lot in the early days because it was a big deal um and there's loads of fracking in america and yeah they associate they attribute rather the spike in methane emissions to the uh, explosion bad choice of word of the fracking industry in america And the other bit, the other 20%, is waste, all, which specifically here, we, what we are talking about is landfill. And yeah. specifically, specifically, stuff like banana peels and Christmas trees and all that other stuff, like stuff what rots and biodegrades in a landfill, gives off methane. Yeah. Go back and listen to episode 46 when we talked to friend of the Babel, Dale Vince, about like capturing the gas that comes off biodegradable stuff and putting it into the grid. He's got some funny ideas, hasn't he? Like, he does at the moment, yes. He's got some he funny does, ideas. Rather. We need to talk how, about that separately. Yeah, rather. we'll do that another time. Yeah. But yeah, um, well, as I said right at the beginning of this section, assuming you've kept it in, um, there is methane production going on all the time naturally in nature when stuff rots down. So if you're going to yeah. bung stuff into landfill and it's rotting down there, it's the same thing, essentially. Um, same thing going on. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think... What is it? What are we saying? 20%? 20% of the... 20%. Of to the, the human bits of methane production are coming from um, landfill, basically. So, yeah, smelly. Don't go with a naked flame on top of a landfill site is my top tip. Wait, I think I've got the perfect solution. You'd better, because those garbage men won't work for free. Now, last thing to say is, and this is where we start maybe to talk about, like, what should be done about it and whether it is good enough what they are saying to do about it, is... It depends where you are in the world, therefore, and what you do in your economy, what you need to do to get rid of methane. It varies, right? There is no one thing. If you, for example, have an absolute shitload of... Rice. Uh, Forgot about rice. rice. Forgot about well, rice. What's, That's another what's thing. What's going on with rice? Why does rice... Uh, rice, rice production... Problem? Well, I think because you flood paddy fields, don't you? And so lots of vegetation soaking away in water and sort of uh, rotting and, uh, yeah... So rice. 8%? 8% is rice. So yeah, there we go. Which start, starts to give you a little bit of a hint at what might be some of the geopolitical problems going on <laughs> here. Yes. Um, yes. Um, 
but yes, in the UK, in Europe and in the UK, where we are, and which is obviously the most important place, and which is what we talk about all the time, uh, the biggest thing you want to sort out is waste, apparently. That is like, the th- if you were going to knock one of those things on the head, it would be emissions coming off waste. That's the biggest problem. Really? Apparently, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's the largest potential. Um, in China, it is about coal production, which produces gas, as we said, and livestock. Uh, in America, it's oil and gas. In Russia, it's oil and gas. So it does kind of depend, like, what your largest contributions to that are. Hi, I'm Arabella, and you're listening to Sustainable. <laughs> I think one of the reasons people have signed up to this is because... And let's remind everyone what this is. Oh, sorry. An agreement. An agreement. A big piece of paper. Presumably really big. I'd imagine it's one of those thick, really nice thick bits of paper and someone Mm. with nice handwriting. Mrs. Ol says I've got horrible handwriting and she's right, but only when I'm using a pen. When I'm using a pencil, I've got lovely handwriting. (laughs) But you could say when you're using blood. (laughs) Yeah, when I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> prick the end of my finger and <laughs> sign away the deeds to the estate uh, no when I use a pencil I've got quite nice handwriting but when I use a pen I grant you it's horrible too grown uh, up for you isn't it yeah, yeah basically crayons oh, the crayons wah! <laughs> delectable handwriting with a crayon um, what was I saying yes I'd imagine someone with nice handwriting has written on very thick paper saying we agree to cut our methane because <laughs> we're, such an, image, we're such nice such an image of Boris Johnson signing this thing in crayon it's <laughs> well, a thing mashing his own feces into the size of it. is that your signature <laughs> Mr Johnson no <laughs> it, uh, n- no it's not it, yes it is it, it is no <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, yes or yes or no? I don't know. Okay, thank you, thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Johnson. Never mention that name in front of me, that filthy piece of toe rag. Oh, very good, Ol. Yes, right. Just remind everyone, please, if you could, what this agreement is that Boris Johnson has signed in crayon. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's it is agree- an agreement to agree- help the world the, to reducing human emissions of methane by 30% by 2030 for those countries what have signed up to it, which covers about half of all the methane. So actually, in practice, it's about no, I like... I think it's more than that, isn't it? Isn't it about 70%? I'm sure that was the no, number. No, 70% of global GDP, but half oh, okay. of all... So half of all the methane is covered by countries what have signed up as of, forgive us, but as of the uh, Wednesday of last week as you listen to this. So maybe more countries have come on board, right? Okay. Um, which would, if enacted, it would help the world avoid 0.3 degrees centigrade of warming by 2040, which, as I all said at the start, is a big deal, right? Um, now, the thing I was going to say was reason I think some people have signed up for this is because, unlike CO2, mm. where it's both hard to do and expensive to do, as in, you know, capture it or stop, uh, emitting it in the first place. Um, some of the methane stuff is basically free money. So there are places in America where um, people have a- attached big tubes to landfill sites to capture the methane, and it- and it's not that difficult to do. I'm told. I'm not sure I could do it. Uh, and and where they do it, they've essentially got therefore a free source of fuel which they can then right. um, sell or burn. And I know that burning methane is bad, but 
It's not as bad as letting it go into the atmosphere in the first place. In fact. Or if you're an oil company, there's, um, you know, if you have got your gaffer tape not done up properly and your nuts and bolts not tight and all this methane's getting out that you don't need, or you're drilling too much you then set fire to, like, that is unnecessary. That's the money going down the drain, isn't it? Sort that yeah. out. Make money, right? Yeah. So 60%, according to the UN, of all the stuff that has to be done to meet this target is, like, just a really sensible thing to do. It'll, it's a licence to print money. Which kind of gives us hope, really, that it's not one of those agreements which is immediately going to be torn up once uh, the cop is finished. Um, you know, <laughs> yes, not- I, I have faith in the agreements that people can make a fat pile of cash out of. They're the ones Basically, that we're Basically, yeah, do. because the yeah. world is... Like that. Basically, it's a right old mess. Toffs at the top, plebs at the bottom, and me in the middle making a fat pile of cash out of moon. So, so it's a good, so it's a good thing. That's it. You're confident that it'll happen. Do you like what are the bits of this you think are good? Apart from the fact that methane will kill us all, and doing less of it is a good idea. Well, I think the fact that it exists is good. I think the good. fact that it is quite a lot of countries is good. I think the fact well, that they've they're half, talking half of the half half of the rec- of, of the countries that you need. Half of the yeah. methane-emitting yeah. stuff that you need. You know? yep. Hasn't got Russia in it, has it? Hasn't got China in it. Hasn't got India in it. Disclaimer at the time of recording. Yeah. Does it, uh, does it not? No. Nope. No. No. No, that's a shame. Their country, <laughs> they're, they're three countries I've heard of. Um, so what <laughs> I'd really very, like is... Very, very large emitters of methane is what they Yeah, are. but that's secondary. What I'd like is to make sure that all of the countries I've heard of are on this agreement. Um, right. that, that would okay. be really good so yes that, that's that's disappointing but you know maybe more will sign up um, I like that it's focused on the very short term so we're talking about within well in practice within eight years um, so that's good and I like that scientists have said well if you actually do this that is going to seriously shift the dial in terms of how much warming the planet is going to experience seriously shift oh, the shut dial up. Shut up. Someone on Twitter used that phrase and it was in my brain. Other reasons why getting rid of methane is good. It causes air pollution. Did you know that? Oh, it causes ground level ozone. Now, you know about this stuff. Explain to me what that is and why it's a thing. To be honest, I can't really remember. I can't, oh. can't really remember. But, but it's the thing. So lots of air pollution is things what are emitted from the backs of uh, cars or whatever. And then ground level ozone is a thing which is sort of made in the atmosphere by other pollutants and smished together. And it, it, it's seasonal. So in, in the winter, you if you get cold, still days in the winter, that's when your ground level ozone tends to get really bad. But I don't really understand what it is, but it's bad. Right, and that causes half a million. That's air, it's an air pollution thing, and it causes half a million premature deaths a year around the world. That and more methane causes more of that. So yeah. you know you've got you, so there's an immediate impact there, and there's just an immediate impact in climate terms. And another reason why it's good is because America saying it's going to do this, which America is doing this, is specifically reversing a thing Donald Trump did, which Yay! is great. So there were rules that uh, Barry Obia brought in in America about methane pollution, which is the oil... This, this radical idea, I mean, I, I, this is communism. It's a communist idea, right? Radical communism. But Barry Obi suggested, and indeed made law, that oil companies were supposed to monitor and limit leaks coming out of their wells and stuff. God, um, talk about putting brakes on enterprise. I know, I know, right? Talk about encouraging them to save money and... <laughs> Anyway, Donald Trump relaxed that, which is an idea. So he reversed that idea. And it's an idea. So even Shell slagged off Donald Trump doing that. Although I think this might be babble. 
not sure, think this is Babel. Because Shell basically said that like the reason that they liked this rule was because that rule existing means that people thought that natural gas, sorry, fossil gas, uh, wasn't so bad. And they wanted... They don't want people to think that fossil gas is bad, natural gas, because so, that, means, so hang on. that means, oh, I don't understand it. So hang on a minute. This was an image problem yes. for Shell. For gas, specifically. For, gas, for the for gas sh- industry. Yes. This was an image problem. Yes. Okay, fine. Fine. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. We've been... Ducking and diving and weaving and bobbing around all of this hole. But there are some things about this, what some people on Twitter have said is bollocks, right? And then some things that I've learned about it that also make me think it's slightly bollocks. Now, everything is slightly bollocks. If there's one rule of sustainable, everything that is good may well be bollocks and probably is somewhere. So what are the things about this agreement that is bollocks? Uh, That you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Right. But that's true of literally everything that has been discussed at the COP, right? Well, that's this like COP, the- yeah, this COP, definitely. Yeah. Like, and and I, I've never really understood the binding bit of the binding Paris Agreement. But there was, there was something binding about it that sort of meant that everyone did actually have to do it. Um, and that isn't the case with anything at this COP, as far as I can tell. So it's all like, we will do this thing because we're nice and we think it's a good thing to do. But there's no bindingness of it right. and there are no so, repercussions there's no stick that anyone's waving uh ready to spank people over the bottom if they don't do it so so sleepy joe is not going to come after you with a cow carcass on his shoulder and smack you around the head if you haven't been cutting your remifane like you should have it seems unlikely let's not rule right. anything out or anything right. in but it seems unlikely okay all i would say is i think that that is a true thing but that is true of all the other stuff that we're not talking about in this episode that is also going to come out of the COP, like, for example, phasing out coal, which has been talked about, or getting financial institutions to stop putting money into fossil fuels and stuff. All of this is like essentially voluntary because that's the new regime. That's kind of how this stuff works. Yeah. You're right that there is like being part of it is not, is you know, you're saying you're doing it, but it seems slightly unfair to single this thing out for not being... I'm not singling it out. No, no, I agree. I'm not singling it out. I just think that is a weakness. That is a weakness of it. The fact that it's like just people signing up to it because that seems like a good thing to do. Thing number two um, is that probably it should be a bit more ambitious than it is. So I, I found a study which said that actually we could be doing a lot more. That the, what's it say here? Strategies exist to cut global methane emissions in half within the next 10 years, half of which incur no net cost. So basically there was like scientifically speaking, if we wanted to, with stuff we already know how to do and without nausing everything up, we could cut methane emissions in half, which would, like, in this decade, reduce uh, warming by 30%. How about that? Because of the sort of short-term impact that it has. So it should be... Yes. And like, well, by the middle okay, of the century, so... have avoided half a degree of warming. Right. So so what you're comparing there century, is sorry. cutting it by half as opposed to the agreement, which is cutting it by a third, and yep. avoid warming by half a degree as opposed to avoid warming of a third of a degree. So that's good. 
That would be good. So, so it could be more ambitious. Is the point? Yeah, that would be better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then other some other modelers. What I read, and I'd had to read this quite a few times, and I was at the very limit of my synapse with this one, right? But some other modelers basically say that the assumptions that are underpinning the thing that says if you cut this methane by thirty percent, you avoid zero point three degrees of warming. They're saying that that assumption is wrong, and actually you need to cut by fifty percent to avoid a zero point two. Oh, for God's sake. I wish scientists would just pipe down sometimes. Don't really? come at don't us. Don't want to pipe up. Don't, don't like them piping up? Don't come at us with your facts. No, or your predictions you based on facts. <laughs> they're just, it's just saying, if what, you, if what you want to do is be a bit cautious about this stuff, they're basically saying, then you want to be a bit, you, you're not being cautious enough is Fine. What okay. shut Fine. up leave scientists Fine. alone we'll get we'll get friend of the babble Alice Bell back on here again we'll get that Naomi Oreskes on there and she could tell you why science is good seeing as you think science is bad that's not what I said but I would love to get Naomi Oreskes on, back on here occasionally we're asked what's our favourite episode and that is definitely in the top three go and listen to uh, 149 go and listen to that really it's very good she is ace so this told me something really important scientists are assholes. No, that I already knew. <laughs> some, anyway, not all, uh, but Present some. company accepted, obviously. Yeah, no, right, exactly. And all geologists are accepted from that. Uh, but some people... Now, final thing, uh, which I think has probably come up already, is that uh, there are some big guffers not on this deal, big methane guffers, uh, and guffers include Russia, China, and India, who have not said they're going to cut their methane by a third uh, by the end of the decade. And that's a shame. Maybe it's because, and they just haven't mentioned this, they're actually just going to cut it completely in the next five years. Maybe that's their plan. (laughs) Probably not. But I think if you, uh, I think, yes, this is obviously the biggest problem, as with all of this stuff, is the countries that are doing stuff are doing stuff. load of other countries, the big ones are not necessarily doing stuff. But the US is. But the US is like that. The US is, that's good, yeah. That is really significant, isn't it? I, mean, I know that like it's very, very bad that Russia, China and India aren't, but it's very, very good that the US is, because it wouldn't ordinarily do a good thing, would it? Sorry, US. So on balance, Ol, what do we think? Do we think things Ol can't decide whether it is good or not? Do you think this is a good thing? Yeah, no, I, obviously, I can't, obviously it's a good thing. How I much of a decide. good thing? I can decide. Yeah, okay. It's a good thing. Like, right. it's a good thing. Uh, I'm surprised at how quickly it's become a thing. Things like this usually take, for instance, 25 years of conferences to wheedle our way. Yeah, I mean, point of order, I think you might be denigrating the work of a lot of people who've been talking about this Almost and for a very long time. And it's only be, people really have been trying to do something about it. It's just that, like, no one's really noticed because it sounds boring. It's, it's taken us 231 episodes to right. pay attention. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. But I'd, I I think it, is, it has rapidly gone from a thing that not very many people are talking about to a thing where there's a global agreement to do something about. Uh, and that's good. Like, yeah, and I, that's yeah, a good thing. I think that's good. And I think also what will likely happen is that if people start, if countries actually start doing this, they will probably quite quickly find that they can do more than they've committed to. Because no one really likes to commit to doing a thing which they can't imagine they're able to do. Well, you're fond of it. No, I mean, I, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I, <laughs> over-promising and under-delivering, Dave, as you know, is very much my modus operandi. But um, mm. if you're a big country, 
uh, then you tend to do the opposite, don't you? You sort of say, well, we reckon we can probably do this, but we don't look, don't look silly by underdoing it, under-promising, under-delivering. So I think they'll probably find they can do it faster and will do it faster. That's optimistic my optimistic old moment. Optimistic old. Yeah. I reckon there would have been a time when the optimism of the cop, and I'm feeling a bit, you know, let's have a, let's have a moment. I'm feeling optimistic about all of this. I think, you know, it's not enough. It's not fast enough. But I mean, I'm feeling buoyed by the first week of cop. I'm feeling like really? it's quite, got emotion a couple of times, got Moshe, that David Attenborough, and the uh, president of Barbados, whose name escapes me, I got emotion at those speeches. But just, I think I've actually just got emotion that this thing is happening. And like, you turn on the news every day and it's just climate change, climate change, and it's just like announcements, each one of which, in and of itself, has been like decades of work and decades of the likes of us banging on about why it's important. And they're happening one after the other. And they may not be good enough and they're not good enough and they may not be signed up to by everyone and they're not. But it's, you know, in general, there's a bit of just make yourself feel that the world's not necessarily going to fry. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with that. Mia Amor Motley is the name of the Prime Minister of Barbados. Do go and look for her speech. Thank um, you. Sorry, Mia From Amor. the Motley. opening ceremony because it's it bloody brilliant. For those who have eyes to see, for those who have ears to listen, and for those who have a heart to feel, 1.5 is what we need to survive. Two degrees, yes, SG, is a death sentence for the people of Antigua and Barbuda, for the people of the Maldives, for the people of Dominica and Fiji, for the people of Kenya and Mozambique, and yes, for the people of Samoa and Barbados. You have to keep moving your head because I can't tell whether you've frozen or not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you need to be like the Churchill dog in the old adverts. Uh, just keep just keep nodding. I'm too old for constant movement. Uh, <laughs> well, if you stop moving, you'll seize up. It's the opposite. You've got to keep moving. The Indi- India said that they would um, cut their emissions by by uh by 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 no they will go to net zero by yes. 2070 right. there's a bit of confusion as to whether they mean carbon or all greenhouse gases but if they do mean all greenhouse gases that including is actually, methane that is actually compliant with paris and oh, all compliant with paris yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's no i can't do this without being a boring person uh, or as some might say myself so i'm just going to do it anyway but it's um it's a big deal because this is an emerging economy. It's overwhelmingly reliant on coal at the moment. It's all very well for people here to go, well, the UK's said net zero and look at us. You know, well, Yes, but we industrialised 200 years before India did. It's a massive, it's a huge thing that they've actually committed to. And I think it's, that that's the thing, apart from anything else, which has given me a bit of hope because I didn't really think that would happen. Things that went well and things that could have gone better. Now, here we are, 360 degree feedback time. And uh, feedback is quite a good phrase, isn't it? Sort of blow back, backing up. We were talking about sewers and sewage uh, yes. backing episode up. 230, last episode. Last week in our last episode. And we did get confused about what happens underneath the street. We understood the idea that in some houses you might have a different pipe for your sort of clean-ish water and a different pipe for your foul, foul, pestilent, wasty water. But then we said, what happens when those pipes go under the street? Is there one sewer? Is there two sewers? <laughs> what? And we didn't know. 
<laughs> we didn't know. And it was too late to <laughs> just, Google it. It's just struck me what a boring thing to wonder that is. But yes, okay, very good. Well, fortunately, we have boring listeners. Hey, you leave our listeners alone. We have wonderful listeners. The majestic, none more wonderful than the majestic Alan, who wrote to us and he wrote to us. That's what he you wrote would say to us. There. He wrote yeah. to us. He did. He wrote to us. Yeah. He wrote to us and said, I think assumed that, um, rather modestly, that other people would have written in with a more detailed explanation. But Alan, yours was the most detailed explanation, <laughs> by which I mean the only explanation. Um, so thank you. But yeah, he, he he's very interesting. And he said that... Um, Basically, it depends. And uh, in some places, you've still got the old ones. You've got the old Victorian sewage where there's just one pipe and it all goes in there regardless of what happens beforehand. In some places, there's more. Um, But one of the reasons he says, Alan says, that you have new houses with two pipes, even in areas where the sewer is only one pipe, is that at some point in the future, if they upgrade those sewers, then you can plug in your new house with two pipes to a new sewer with two pipes. So... There you go. And he, rather brilliantly, and I would say optimistically, he recommended that we read a book called The Septic System Owner's Manual. Um, And it's by Lloyd Kahn and apparently has lovely illustrations in it. And (laughs) do you know what? I'm going to. That is just about it for another episode of Babel. Thank you very, very much, Dave, for me. No. Hey. No. Saying. No. Me, me saying. Oh, me saying. That's all right. Yeah. Yes. No. Get on with it. You're okay. welcome. Thank you all <laughs> for uh, getting on with it and, and making it so I can have some tea. Thank you to Big Dave for the science, such as it was. Well, um, I'm and not sure. I think be, yeah, he's let himself down there. Thank you to uh, Dickie Moore for the music that starts, ends and intertwinkles this podcast and to the legendary Arthur Stovall for the logo, What Adorns Us and our t-shirts, what you can get hold of by going to our website at wobblywobblywobbly.sustainababble.fish You can get in touch with us if you would like to tell us about your sewers or anything else. You can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish You can tweet us at the Babble Wagon or you can search Facebook for Sustainababble. And there mm. we shall be. We're there we there we shall be. Now, listen, I wanted to say two things. Firstly, I wanted to give a massive, massive shout-out to Friend of the Babble, Bamba Hawes and Clarion the Bear. Yeah. You remember three episodes ago, we talked to Bamba, who at that point had just started his massive walk from the south of England to the Cop Talks in Glasgow. He made it. Bear made it. Bear didn't disintegrate in the rain. It's amazing. It's really quite moving. And not particularly moving is that the last picture that he posted was of Clarion the Bear under a tarpaulin being left to be taken away by someone else. Um, presumably by which point Bamba had had quite enough of the bear. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really amazing. It's very heartwarming. All of the help he received on the way, people taking him in, people giving him food, support, all the rest of it. Lovely. Yeah, well played, Bamba. Uh, anyone else you want to give shout outs to? Oh, the other thing I just wanted to say, look, would it be bad if we just burned the hello at sustainababble.fish email address and just, like, got a new one? Because there's so much stuff coming off, like, PR companies and things at the moment. I don't know how they cope with it. You get a little insight into journalists and what it must be like for them, right? Tip. Tip. If you are a PR company or a press officer, if you email 
us a press release and then you email two days later saying, hi, I'm just seeing whether you got this press release. Yes, we got it. We thought it was no shit. Interest. Yes. <laughs> we thought it was shit and we're polite. So we didn't say, this is shit. Please stop sending it. God's sake. Do you know, some of them have got hold of my work email address. I started oh. getting... They don't say, do this for Sustainable, but like... It took me a while to realise that what I'm getting is like PR emails that are intended for podcasty people, and they just have somehow got my work email. Very bad PR people. Oh, I wonder how that happened. Oh, you bastard. Anyway, right, that'll do, won't it? Oh, this will be going on for quite long enough. I shall see you next week. In the meantime, old chum, take care not to leave the gas on, yes? Yeah, please don't do that. Go and, can I you go and check your hobs now, please? I, I, will, I shall go and check my hobs immediately. Good. Okay, bye! bye. Hey, oh, hey, oh, 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 hey, oh. This has to oh, be really quick because oh, I'm late. Hey, oh, hey, oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Como es rojo e invisible? Ningun tomat. Some. What?